Episode 4. Shit, I think the baby's coming. Hey, and welcome to my podcast, Me, Myself and My Vagina. My name is Catherine and I want to break the taboo about talking vaginas and share my experience of being a woman and motherhood, including the good, the bad, the ugly and everything in between. Please remember that the conversations in this podcast have been created as a platform to educate, inform and share information relating to women's health and well-being, including topics that I feel are sometimes ignored or women are too embarrassed to talk about. The podcast should not be used as a substitute to seeking professional health or medical advice. So how do you know if the baby's coming was quite a question that I often ask myself during pregnancy. And to be honest, looking back, you just kind of know. Your body kind of just takes over, really, I suppose, would be the best way of describing it. And there are moments when you think, oh, hello, is it happening? Oh, shit. Yeah, I think it is. Um, And it's quite... It's quite surreal, but also it's quite scary thinking I've now got to push something out of my vagina and I'm not quite sure how I'm going to do it, but it kind of just ha- does happen. Obviously, I appreciate people do have have to have um, intervention. I certainly did um, uh, to get um, uh, to get my daughter out. Um, but the body just kind of takes over, really. Um, did I have a birth plan? <laughs> kind of. Um I think it is important for women to actually understand kind of the routes that are available to them um, and have a kind of an an education about that, I suppose. But I just think you can't really have a plan and stick to it because it just doesn't always happen the way you want it to be. And in a way, you kind of the baby takes control and you just kind of got to let it let it happen, really, whether it's how you want it to be or not. I do remember that I did want a water birth and that's something I was quite keen on because um, personally I just find water quite relaxing. Um, drugs, I wasn't against them. If I needed to take them, I'll be like, yes, please. Um, but I certainly wanted to kind of try um, and do do my best that I could, I suppose. But I definitely remember there's a certain point where you think, I just need need some help here, really. And, and obviously that's where the medical professions kind of can guide you on that one. Um, but I think you've just got to be open to the plan and just appreciate that it's not always kind of going to go the way you think it it will and you've just kind of got to stay pretty open-minded about it really. Um, so I stopped work two weeks before my due date um, and I'll be honest that was quite a strange feeling because I've always worked, I've always you know done something whether it's from like a Saturday job or 16 and to going through kind of my career where I am now Um but suddenly stopping work was a real weird sensation, if I'm honest. And I suppose I did feel a, kind of a little bit lost because obviously you, now that you're in that the last couple of weeks of your pregnancy, like you're potentially your whole world's going to change and you know, kind of got no control about it. Um, so in those two weeks, oh, what did I do? Oh, got my hair done, got my nails done, you know, got your bibs, bits and bobs waxed because obviously you want to make yourself look pretty down there. Um... So, you know, I just spent kind of a lot of time just kind of chilling, just, I suppose, just waiting. Um, and I remember on my due day, actually walking around uh, the local town and I bumped into someone that they that I knew. And they were like, oh, so when you do? And I was like, mm, today. Um, and he's like, oh, it's really good that you're walking around and stuff. I mean, I was, you know, I was lucky that I could do that. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of, I was just getting a little bit bored of waiting, really, if I'm honest. Um... So Emily was two weeks late, so obviously I had two weeks 
prior my start date and that uh, due date sorry and then obviously two weeks after so I I'll be honest I was kind of bored I did get to a point where I kind of want I was just ready to kind of push the baby out if I'm honest um and I remember having uh Braxton Hicks and uh I'll be honest with you I don't really remember telling my husband about it because um obviously Braxton Hicks if you don't know it's basically the body pre- preparing for the uh, the big event um uh, I'd probably describe it as um, quite a same feeling as period pain and I thought hello this is it so this was like about three o'clock in the morning and uh, I remember starting to feel a little bit uncomfortable and then thinking oh okay this might be oh I'm not really sure um, so I got up went to the toilet and I thought oh do you know what I'm just going to start to have like I'll go back to bed and you know you get a little bit of rest because obviously you want to try and get as much rest as you can and then um, I remember waking up in the morning and obviously nothing happened and just thought, oh, yeah, Braxton Hicks then, nothing nothing to show for that then. I don't know, was I disappointed? Um, no, not really. Because I kind of think you're thinking, oh, gosh, okay, it, it is kind of, I suppose it gets it made it a little bit real. Um, so two weeks later then, um, I went into labour. I had no show. I don't even remember talking about... To be fair, the first time I mentioned or has ever heard of the show was at my um, postnatal classes. And I was like, the show? What's that? What are they talking about? And obviously the show is like the the mucus plug that comes away. And it's, again, like preparing your body for pregnancy. Um, And it's just, yeah, I don't... I I didn't have it, so I can't really explain what it looked like. But it sounds pretty gross. You know, when as soon as they said the show, I was thinking, oh, is there a bit of a fanfare going to happen? Just in terms of like the birth? But obviously, no. Um, Waters didn't break either. Obviously, expecting it to be like the films. Um, You know, uh, water everywhere. But yeah, had none of that either. Um, So yeah, I suppose... I suppose I kind of... I don't know, I guess you think because that's how you, that's how you see it in books, that's how you see it in uh, kind of films, um, you know, that's what people talk about, it's going to be right, okay, I'm going to really know that I'm, you know, you know, gonna, this is going to happen, but yeah, never never happened for me, so um, I can't really talk about that too much, um, but it did start again at three o'clock in the morning, which seems to be the, the magic number, um, and they're kind of thinking actually, yeah, this kind of feels a little bit worse than what the Braxton's Hicks was that I had like probably uh, a week before that. Um, so three o'clock in the morning, I decided to have a bath, as you do, because again, I find quite quite water quite relaxing. Um, and then uh, went back to sleep for a bit. I did wake my husband at that point saying, I think, I think it's happening. And... Um, he went, I told him to go back to sleep because again, you know, he's, at the moment I didn't, I was just kind of going with the flow really. Um, but then I got to a point where I couldn't stand still. Did it, has anyone else had the pregnancy like, I call it the wobble, where you just wobble from side to side because you just can't stand still. It's, uh, it's really weird, you just got no control and it's just like this wobble, I'm even doing it now, how weird's that? Just moving from side to side. Um so I decided to go for a walk. So me and my husband were walking around the streets at five, uh, five o'clock in the morning. It must have looked the strangest thing because every now and again I was holding on to someone's fence or a uh, bush or um, gate, just having my contractions. Proper like, it's probably sounding like a bit of a cow, I suppose. Like, oh my god, this is really painful. And then the funniest thing was that my husband was timing them on his uh, mobile phone. 
So if anybody is walking past, it's me over a bush trying to kind of like just breathe through the contraction while my husband probably looks like he can't be bothered and having a look at his phone. It just must have been really weird. But um, anyway, we've done a couple of blocks uh, and then I remember um, getting home. And I remember the, um, the midwife saying at one of my appointments that you want to be at home for as long as you can. Um and I think, to be honest, I got to a point where I was just thinking, I don't know what I'm doing here. You know, I'm a first time mum. I don't really know whether, you know, what, what I should be feeling. What I don't know. I just felt that I wanted to be in hospital. So my husband put the call in. And uh, I don't quite know what the conversation was, but I remember him turning around saying, oh, do you want a paracetamol? Or they've suggested you taking a paracetamol. And he said the look that I gave him was just like surreal. Because is it a thing, you know, is that just a placebo to make you think you've taken something? Because I just looking back, I was like, did it actually do anything? Um, but I did take a paracetamol and, um, you know, we just kind of carried on um, a time in the contractions. And I got to a point where I was thinking, yeah, do you know what? I'm, I'm ready to go to hospital now. So off we trotted um, to hospital. The journey was pretty smooth. Uh, obviously having contractions in the car. Um, and then basically um we got there and they uh, put me onto the uh into the uh labor room i think because i'd asked for a um a water birth so obviously i remember filling up the the bath and just going through the, the contractions um and then oh my god it was the best bath in the world ever i tell you that add that with gas and air i had a, such a lovely time and i think this was where the part of the problem was because i was just so relaxed that all of a sudden I kind of forgot that I had to be pushing out a baby. Um, so that lasted, I don't know, I was in there for quite a while, I think. Um, but in seriousness, it got to a point where, you know, I needed to push, but I just wasn't really, uh, I don't want to say with it, because that doesn't sound quite good, does it? But um, I was kind of, was just too relaxed. So every now and again, they kept, um, kept taking me out of the bath. I tell you what, it is the, the weirdest sensation ever. From being in the bath to then being standing and obviously gravity takes over and just pulls everything down. I seriously thought things were going to fall out. Um, I just can't describe it. Um, but that happened a couple of times and um, it got to a point where um, I, I needed to come out of the bath um, because um, I was thinking, oh, I think they thought that we just needed, needed to get the process going. Um, Emily uh, crowned but she just didn't want to come out and um, eventually what happened is I did end up having a um, episiotomy and having a forcep birth um, which I think probably could be another podcast in itself to be honest um, I was so tired at that point if I'm honest I don't remember a lot um, what I do remember is that the um, midwife saying, right, you need to push one more time. And I just was so exhausted to remember saying, I don't know how, I don't know, I don't know. And I remember her putting the hand on my tummy and just saying, right, when I tell you, you need to push. Uh, and then that basically kind of brought Emily out. Um, so I actually ended up being in labour for 24 hours. Um and then um, I think the worst thing I remember, actually, looking back, is the anti-sickness injection. Oh, my God. I remember the midwife putting it um, in and it was just like, shit, that hurt. Like, worse than labour. Obviously, that sounds really quite extreme, but it just really just stood out for me, really. Um, so 
yeah, being in labour is such a weird thing. And obviously everybody's experience is completely different. But what I do think, and I do kind of feel sorry for the husbands and partners in a way, because obviously they feel such, or certainly from my husband's point of view, he did say he didn't feel like he'd done anything. But to be honest, he did. Like him just being there played a massive part for me. Just knowing he was there kind of just supporting me in that way was was massive and I don't think I could have done it really without him being there you know he says he didn't really do much but in my mind he done so much um oh the best cup of tea in the world ever is the first one you have after you've given birth um I tell you what you know I'm a bit of a teapot I do love my tea but even to this day if someone tells me what is the your best cup of tea you've ever had it is definitely that one Definitely, definitely. That and the toast. Oh, it's amazing. Um, I'm just going to take a moment, bizarrely, just to talk about your first poo after having a baby. Uh, quite a weird sensation. Took me four days to, to actually suck myself up, if I'm honest with you, because you just kind of think, look, I know they're not connected, but when you kind of just has just pushed out an £8.12 baby, the last thing you want to do is have a poo. And... Um, I just really remember having to psych myself up um, and just thinking, right, I can do this. I can do this. I remember just sitting on the toilet, just going, right, yeah. Oh, hello. Okay, it's coming, it's coming. Oh, hello. Oh, it's not as bad as I thought. Okay, I can do this. But they never really talk about that. And to my mind, it was just something that I think needs to be spoken about. I just think you're so, like scared of what might happen it is just a really weird sensation well I found it weird um but you know having a baby and the whole experience was you know it's such a it's such an amazing thing you know and obviously everyone's birth story is completely different but that was just a little insight into mine um but I'd love to hear about yours um so send us a um a message on what's um instagram um So I'm going to sign off now. So I hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast. Feel free to contact me and follow me on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. Remember, if you ever feel that something is not quite right with your body or mind, never be embarrassed or scared to ask for help. Help and support is out there. It's just about taking that first step. Please know that you are not on your own. Thank you for listening. Take care and see you next time.